Hi, it's producer Chris from The Bugle here. Did you know that I have a new series of my podcast, Richie Firth Travel Hacker, out now? It's the show where Richie Firth and I talk about how to make travel better in our very special way. In this series, we discuss line bikes, Teslas, the London Overground, and a whole bunch of other random stuff that possibly involves wheels or tracks or engines of some variety. God, what a hot sell this is. I mean, you 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 must be so excited. Listen now. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. The Bugle presents The Last Post with Alice Fraser. Hello, posters, and welcome to The Last Post, the final word in this, the most final of worlds. Today's episode marks Saturday, the 16th of May of the year 2020. Happy birthday today to Pierce Brosnan, the man in a suit who's played many roles, including James Bond in a suit, Jewel Thief in a suit, Smarmy Villain in a suit, and Other Guy in a suit. Today in history, in 1204, Baldwin IX, the Count of Flanders, was crowned as the first emperor of the Latin Empire of Constantinople. Baldwin IX, very famously an ancestor of the Hollywood Baldwins, known for his meaty charm and occasional public social faux pas. Your guest today on the podcast is Mr. Andrew Zolfsman, just coming off the back of a 72-hour Twitch stream playing Red Dead Redemption and not getting past the first challenge. Yeah, I had no idea that was going out live. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so um, I was having to learn how to play Red Dead Redemption for a film part that I'm I'm doing because I want to do all my own uh, games rather than getting a, a stunt gamer in uh, to do it <laughs> for me. But um, I'd uh, I'd know, and I'm very sorry about the angle of that camera and the uh, holes in my pajamas. <laughs> but anyway, like, I hope you, hope you enjoyed seeing me struggle. Well, I learned some new swear words, and I didn't think there were any new ones for me to learn. So no. thank you so much. As always on the weekend, we take a step back from the slavering jaws of the 24-hour news cycle and climb the nearby safety of the large tree that is The Weekend magazine. Coming up today, your top feature in The Weekend magazine will be meat news, but first some features that we won't have time for. In The Weekend magazine today, an interview with local celebrity Doreen Brenstone, famous for her overwhelmingly large collection of the decapitated skulls of her enemies. 
84-year-old Doreen was born in a small village and spent her whole life there, apart from a short 15-year stretch when her martial arts instructor was murdered by a mafia gang and she took to the open ocean to indulge in an orgy of vengeance. Uh, some beautiful pictures there of Doreen's skull collection. Also in the Weekend magazine, a mental stretching guide with mental stretches to stretch your narrow worldview, including someone quite nice whose political opinions are completely antithetical to your moral principles and a list of logical fallacies you're probably committing right now, as well as a double-page spread of vegetables that look like celebrities in the Weekend magazine, featuring all your favourite vegetables and some of your favourite celebrities. You'll never guess who the sweet potato is. It's Robert Pattinson. <coughs> a double-page double spread with some unforgettable resemblances. You'll never look at Dame Judi Dench the same way again. That's all the time we have for for your top features in the Weekend magazine because now it's time for your ads. Your ad section now because sometimes it's hard to feel like you have a legacy but buying stuff is as good a channel to immortality as anything else. And this episode of the podcast is brought to you by a whole glass of water. Just kidding. Half a glass of water. Whether you're an optimist or a pessimist, be a half a glass of water kind of person. Reduce spillage and increase satisfaction with half a glass of water. Half a glass or class. And a new novel is out by self-published romance maven and online bestseller, Dancy Lagarde. Oh, great. The Dragon, Lord, the, the Dragon Lord's Lady is the 15th in Lagarde's groundbreaking fantasy romance detective thriller series with a supernatural twist. Balenthian is a ruthless mercenary, the bastard son of the Dragon King, proving himself to his estranged father by running merchant caravans through the wild desert wastes of the Blighted Quadrant. His dragon cunning serves him well in the cutthroat trade cities of Saranthablan. <laughs> but his human half can't help hungering for a more settled life and a maiden of his own. Salexandra is an orphaned healer of one of the recently demolished witch tribes, travelling across the blighted quadrant to claim her inheritance from her aunt, the sexy sinister feminist witch queen. Trained as an assassin on spec by a wandering assassin who was adopted by her witch tribe, Salexandra prefers to use her skills for healing, but sometimes a girl's just got to become a whirlwind of graceful death. When her caravan is set upon in the desert by fanatics seeking the death of the witch queen's heir, she's the only survivor, which is basically the opposite of what the fanatics were going for. Protected by her magic amulet, she's all alone in the desert with nowhere to go until Balenthian's caravan picks her up and saves her life. Balenthian is broodingly reluctant to bring on a useless extra mouth in his economically viable caravan, but Salexandra promises to exchange healing and assassination services for passage through the desert. She wants to be annoyed by his mercenary ruthlessness, but she's drawn to his brooding muscularity and his unusually high core temperature. <laughs> When he falls ill from a wet, when he falls ill from a rare blighted quadrant dragon fever, she uncovers his dragon secret and draws him back from the brink of death with the only cure from dragon fever, which is having sex. They should part when they reach the trade cities of Saranthablan, but Balenthian's dragon has bonded with Salexandra and he promises to protect her on her way to her feminist witch aunt. What will happen to their burgeoning romance when he finds out that Salexandra is the witch queen's heir? Will the sinister feminist witch queen ever accept such a manly dragon man as Salexandra's consort? Who will they assassinate along the way? How many pages can a sex scene take? Find out in The Dragon Lord's Lady, available now only by the light of the desert mood. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. And that's your ad section for today. <laughs> the last post. Now it's time for your top feature section in the weekend magazine. Top feature section, meat. Andrew Zaltzman, you're our meat correspondent. What's happening in the world of meat? Well, meat has been affected by uh, the coronavirus outbreak as much as uh, any other form of food. Uh, people are, are still still eating it. Um, uh, they haven't <laughs> stopped eating it. And doesn't look like they're going to stop uh, stop eating it. And uh, meat, of course, it's been interesting times for meat. The meat industry has been under a lot of pressure due to... Uh, well, I mean, animals getting increasingly irritated by being the victims of the meats, uh, the meat industry, and their supporters in the uh, in the human community. It's led to you know kind of alternatives, vegan meat or um, vegetables, as it's also known. Um, but so the meat <laughs> industry has been fighting for for survival. And it had a big coup this week when uh, the Queen, who is of course patron of the uh, British Dead Animals Association, alongside many other things, uh, did one of her rare messages to the nation. And just sat at a table, napkin tucked into her collar, wolfing down a plate of sausages, chicken nuggets and burgers with her begloved royal hands whilst eyeballing the camera before saying, God, that was so good, and wiping away a stray squidge of ketchup from her chin. Um, of course, she keeps a bottle in her crown. Do you know this? Uh, the, the crown camouflages a bottle of uh, bottle of ketchup, which is an old royal tradition. Of course, it used to be a flagon of blood, which the monarch would also always keep in the crown just in case uh, they had to fake their own death. To escape being actually assassinated back in the uh, the more violent olden times, um, so uh, meat is um, well having to adapt to uh, to the changed global economy. People's changed priorities. Still, no news on an official relaxation of the various religious laws on meats regarding the slaughter, preparation, and, and gobbling of uh, of meat. Uh, I am hearing, Alice, uh, rumours, however, that leaders of at least three of the world's top religions are in official discussions with God. Uh, the uh, renowned deity who, of course, runs various apparently competing franchises like the ruthless entrepreneur <laughs> he has always been. And um, there are uh, rumours I'm hearing uh, that the Almighty may soon say he is, quote, not actually that fussed anymore about people eating things that were a bit dodgy thousands of years ago in a hot climate. So um, th- this could be an exciting development for uh, for uh, for meat in particular. Disappointingly, however, this won't be backdated so i've still got a hell of a lot of bacon sandwiches to account for clearly there are a lot of arguments about meat ethics um around at the moment and um the the pendulum is swinging back because you know for a long time there's been uh, the idea that you should try to make farming a little more humane and kind to the animals but it's now swinging back in favor of brutally intensive battery farming 
and uh, life, you know, a lifetime of cruelty to these animals. Because then, if you think about it, what, what has to happen, Alice, to an animal to become a meat? Uh, I, I, I'm not entirely sure of the process, Andy. Well, I generally, it, um... death is a key part of it. That's re- really. Oh, you know, yeah. Oh, that's. So, oh no. Well, it is something you don't like to. Th- we don't like to think about it. Um, so uh, the thing is, if you intensively farm creatures uh, in horrible conditions, then the abattoir actually becomes a sweet release from suffering, uh, rather than <laughs> you know if you've. If you abide by animal welfare and you give them a lovely life, gambling around in the fields, and then suddenly, whoop, off you go. Oh, hello, Mr. Bolt Gun. That is a harrowingly abrupt and merciless curtailing of a lovely existence, which is in many ways worse, would you not say? No. Uh, sure. Evidently not. No. Probably. No. Um, no. <laughs> so, uh, but, you know, there's, as with any ethical argument, there there are many, 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 many sides to that, that uh, multifaceted coin. Um, Very it, true. In the um, the economic side of things, obviously, all industries, as we were talking about just, uh, just three days ago, are, ha- are having to adapt and innovate. And this is true of the meat industry as well. We're looking at the, you know, the circular economy, the idea that you shouldn't waste things and the kind of innovations needed. Uh, to uh, keep competitive in the uh, competitive, uh, competitive, uh, competitive nature of the competitive marketplace, and governments are now <laughs> issuing uh, grants for people to set up doner kebab shops directly next to veterinary surgeries uh, to make sure <laughs> that um, you know nothing goes to waste. So, uh, yeah, interesting times um, for the meat industry. I mean, very interesting times indeed. And that is all the time we have for our top feature section in the Weekend magazine because now it's time for your letters to the editor. Your letters to the editor now. And remember, you can send a letter to the editor at thelastpost at somethingelse.com. And this letter comes from Kevin. He says, uh, Dear Alice and guest, that's you today, Andrew. Hello, Hello Kevin. Uh, it, in these troubled times of homeschooling and remaining at home... I've decided to jump on the bandwagon and watch John Wick every morning at 9am. I don't really understand how it's going to help me keep fit, but it's certainly cathartic. There is nothing more satisfying than a circuit of parabellum press-ups in the morning. Highly recommended, but just be prepared to be locked out of the rest of your home until the lockdown is over. Kind regards, Kevin. Uh, I'm not sure if there's a question there, Kevin. Uh, no, but it's interesting, isn't it, that you know people are, t- are turning to you know celebrity videos to get them going in the morning. And um, uh, I know the, the the local schools and um, where where a friend of mine lives have been uh, encouraging everyone to get their kids to watch the Saw movies before school every day because it, it makes them think um, laterally in a kind of problem <laughs> problem solving way. And um, and also you know it, it makes the rest of the day seem. Uh, kind of light and enjoyable by com- by comparison. It's a very good motivational tool. I mean, it may well be. Uh, I think I would be motivated by that. Thank you so much for writing in, Kevin. And remember, you too can send a letter to the editor at thelastpost at somethingelse.com. Thank you for listening to The Last Post today. We are here in your ears 366 days of this year and we'll be back tomorrow with all the latest news in this dimension. Your esteemed guest today was Mr Andrew Zaltzman bringing you all the latest in meat news. Thank you so much for coming on board again, Andrew. Uh, do you have anything to plug? Well, uh, yeah, actually on the subject of of meat, um, obviously I'm a, a poster boy of the meat industry and I've got a new uh, lockdown uh, meaty cookbook 
uh, coming out called the Lockdown Meaty Cookbook. Um, and <laughs> I've got some terrific new recipes in. Re-koshered pork in a trifled aubergine bivouac. Um, the re-koshering <laughs> process in, in, involves convincing the pig that it's a cow before it's slaughtered. <laughs> so you have to dress it like a cow for several months, uh, teach it to moo and milk it until it identifies as a cow and that makes it, to all intents and purposes, a cow. <laughs> so it's uh, it's kosher. Um, uh, honeydew incubated turkey. So that's where you get a, a, a turkey um fetal and you instead of in an egg you put it in a honeydew melon so it comes out with a slightly melanic uh taste um anyway the honeydew incubated turkey insta roasted in a petrol flash flagration served with an orgy of copulative cucumber groins and potato waps and uh, that's a terrific (laughs) recipe for the family and a thrice betrayed jesus's of chicken spatchcocked on a carrot crucifix with celeriac (laughs) a la resurrectif uh, and curly french fries so um that's uh that's all in all in the uh, my meaty lockdown cookbook. Well, you always have the best products, Andrew. Thank you so Thank you. much for coming on the podcast today. The last post is a something else. Alice Fraser and Bugle Podcasts production. I am Alice Fraser. Find me online at Alliterative on Twitter and Instagram. That's A L I T E R A T I V E. Or commit to the Alice Fraser experience by signing up on Patreon.com/slash Alice Fraser. The executive producer of this podcast is Christopher D. Skinner. His adoring and bedazzled subordinate producers are Harriet Wells and Ped Hunter. As they and we always say, good luck to you, Christopher. And I'll talk to you again tomorrow. The fertility doctor Jan Karpat was renowned for getting amazing results. Women who were desperate for children would visit him at his Rotterdam clinic. Many would leave pregnant. But when the clinic closed, rumours circulated about the methods the doctor used to achieve his success. My name's Jenny Kleeman, and I've been investigating what happened in Karpat's clinic. It's the story of a doctor who was determined to create life by any means possible. The Immaculate Deception, a brand new podcast from something else, coming on March 18th, wherever you get your podcasts.